Welcome to the Top Order Podcast, IPL 14 coming up very, very soon, kicking off on the 9th and 10th of April, I believe, with opening ceremony and opening game. We've got eight teams in the tournament this year. We're going to do what we did last year and run through a preview. This is episode one of our preview show. We're going to talk CSK. We're going to talk Delhi Capitals, the Knight Riders and the Punjab Kings, all coming up very, very shortly. Guys, so first of all, let's set the scene. So I'm going to go over to resident preparer and over-preparer Michael Xavier Baldwin. You're going to give us a little bit of an overview of the tournament, Baldy. Yes, IPL 14, or for legal reasons, the Vivo IPL 2021. So the 14th edition of the India Premier League uh, will be hosted in India this year. So last year, for COVID reasons, uh, went across to the United Arab Emirates. But it's back in India this year. Double round robin as per last year. So 60 games in total, including the very convoluted final systems. Eight teams, as you mentioned, Adam. Uh, there'll be two new teams in the 2022 version of the IPL. But so the, we'll, we'll preview them next year We'll then. preview them next year. You'll have to wait 364 <laughs> days for that. Um, teams have been renamed. So the Kings 11 Punjab have been renamed named as the Punjab Kings uh, with a new logo. Um, and six venues, so no crowds at the start of the tournament, but the uh, BCCI will make a decision later on in the tournament as to whether or not crowds will be allowed in the M. Chinnaswamy Stadium, the Arunjatli Stadium, the Andhra Modi Stadium, Wankhede Stadium, M.A. Chitta Rambadram Stadium and Eden Gardens. Now, I may have got the second one, <laughs> last one <laughs> incorrect there because I tried to do it really fast. I apologise uh, yeah, to the good people it, of Chennai. It's weird they've been in and out, haven't they? The fans for the cricket in India, so yeah. the, the recent England-India games, mm. crowds absent from those, whereas they did have, I think, half capacities in. Uh, for a period of time. So, yeah, in and out of lockdowns and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, so eight teams, six venues. So they'll move from bubble to bubble effectively. They'll have a couple of bubbles going on at any one time, play a few games and then move on to the next venue. And, so, and do we know if families are with the players in those bubbles this year? I know they were out in the Dubai hotels. I don't know whether that's the case because that's going to make a difference to bubble life, you would have thought. Well, and especially for... I, I can't answer that question, but especially for some of these guys. I mean, you think about the New Zealand guys, they're going to be going from... The IPL, then they're going to go straight to England and and do the the Test series over there, and then the World Test Championship. Then I believe they they're in September. I think they've got a series against Pakistan or uh, some white ball stuff in the subcontinent. So yeah, there's going to be a long time away for for some of these guys. I can't remember if in because the the biosecurity protocols have been released for the IPL, which include a seven day quarantine period for teams that or for players that aren't already in a bilateral bubble. So the India and England guys are already in a bubble, so they're okay. They can go straight into training. Anyone that comes into the country will need to do seven days quarantine unless they were already in a bio bubble, but I can't remember if there were families involved in that or not. And Lippy, some new rules coming in. So none are quite as convoluted as the Big Bash Bucket Bonanza or whatever it was called and the Super Sub X Factor Power Hop. (laughs) But yeah, what what have we got in terms of these new rules? No, well, they're they're very sort of... uh, I think they've been quite reactionary rules and, and one of them is just, they're mainly around umpiring and it's the third umpires to review the short run, which actually, uh, if everyone thinks back to last year, played a, a very big part in one Makes of the sense. games um, for Kings Eleven, who were kind of robbed of, well, not necessarily robbed of a victory. Well, led to their names change as well, you know, it could have been the it, reason. Exactly. Um, so no balls and short runs uh, can be overruled, I think, by the third umpire. So I think they just carry on and, and yeah, hopefully we just get that siren every time the, the no ball comes in. Cause Surely I, that's just a sponsor thing, isn't it? They're going to have the DLF <laughs> short run siren. Yes, <laughs> I've really enjoyed that over the, the Indian uh, season. 
Um, but the one that I thought was quite funny, and mainly because Verat Coley's just been talking about it nonstop, is that the umpires are no no longer going to be doing a soft signal on field. I think purely because Verat Coley's been so uh, against it and talking about how ridiculous it's been in this England series. But I think you know, as 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 the tournament playing along, it's not going to make much difference. I think if we look back to last year, Mumbai to me won it in an absolute canter. They you know, we think about all the sides, they all had times when they were, they were they were all in the mix for playoffs at various points, even probably CSK was the one that wasn't there, but Mumbai, to me, felt incredibly strong and just consistent throughout the year, so it'll be interesting to see such a short turnaround, I guess, for, for the sides, whether they can continue some of that momentum, or whether we're going to actually see a completely different tournament now that it's back in India and conditions being different so we'll start our preview with alphabetical order just so that we can't be accused of any um, bias so I think that makes the Chennai Super Kings the first cab off the rank so what do we think about the Chennai Super Kings well uh, the being the biggest thing for for me is that last year was such a disappointment for them I think maybe the first time they'd missed the playoffs in in all of their history uncharacteristically poor season they were pretty much out of it for at the halfway point I think we we were trying in our IPL previews to kind of say oh CSK is going to turn it around now CSK is going to be you know they've got so much talent in their in their pool that they're it's going to come good, but they just never did. And they didn't finish bottom, though. And they looked like they were going to finish bottom for most of the tournament. So yeah. there's a plus for them. Yeah, and they actually finished reasonably strong and, and playing some of those younger guys. Uh, you know, we we look at their side, and, and we talked, I think, a lot last year in their preview around the experience that they have. The likes of Dhoni, who came under huge criticism last year for, for the way he played in the IPL. And, and I guess... The thing that's been so strong about him has been his pacing in innings. He's always been the master of pacing in innings. But, yeah, people were very critical of the way he did that last year and running out of time and not putting himself up the order and kind of just sh- almost felt like he was shying away from the responsibility at times. But they're, they're a side that... Uh, a side that looked so, you know, really poor at times last year to me, feels a bit stronger this year for for a few different reasons. Best eleven, do you think for the the, the CSK? Have we have we, uh, have we got that far that we're going to nail that down, or do we want to talk about some players to watch first? Well, I think for them, the a couple of big ins for them. Suresh Rayner returns after missing the tournament. He was someone who sort of strange personal reasons. It, it never got quite clear. There were a few different theories out there, but. For whatever reason, he didn't didn't want to be uh, a part of the IPL last year. He he's back, and he actually, to me, provides a lot of balance to their side. They they really struggled for runs at times, and pretty much if Fuff didn't get runs, their side just kind of was very heavily reliant on Sam Curran, which was not someone that they were expecting to be relying on for for so many runs. So mm. having him return is very big. And they've also been one of the big spenders at the auction. They signed Moeen Ali and they've signed Krishnapa Gautham, who, you know, both all-rounders, and that's a real feature of their side. There's just all-rounders everywhere. There's those two, there's Curran, there's Bravo, Sant, you know, even throw Santner in the mix, Jadeja. There's a lot of people who can kind of fill that four to eight range and chip in a few overs. A couple of interesting ends for me. Chitesh were Prajara. 
Yeah. Tess Batsman has been awarded a contract for CSK. And also Harishanka Reddy, uh, the all-rounder, been awarded a, a contract for CSK, which I'm sure will make uh, Jeeve happy on my right. Really um, low base price for Pajara, though, only 50 lakh. So, yeah, um, obviously trying to get a foot in the in the door of that format. Yeah, back into the squad, you would think. I don't know that he would play much, Stuart, do you think? Even with Shane Watson retiring um, and also another one of the big uh, guys that played a lot for them last year, Murali Vijay, also uh, released uh, for CSK this year. Yeah, look, I mean, if we're talking about players to watch and things, I think um, Rutaraj Gaikwad is, is the one because he came in last year. He played the final six games, I think, scored three fifties. He looked and we, good. And he looked really good. And we touched on him, I think, briefly as sort of a young player to watch last year. And it took him a long time to get his opportunity. They didn't really give him a chance until they were pretty much out of the tournament and looked really, really good. And and I think they'll be some. he'll be someone that they'll be looking forward to to really push on because we saw so many young players kind of break out in that last version of the IPL. Interestingly, though, Piyush Chola, most expensive player in the 2020 auction, released at the end of the season. Mm. Um, so an interesting move for CSK, kind of cleaning house a little bit and starting a little bit afresh, you would think, with some with some younger players led by the ever-experienced Evergreen Emma Stoney. Well, it's, it's not all young. You look at Moeen Ali, Gautham, the guys that they brought in. The, the young the, Indian guys I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and you're right. I think I think the biggest thing they're going to have to figure out really is the balance of this side and, and all those all-rounders. Well, my, my question is actually around the, the overseas players. There's, there's a, seems to be a lot of money here tied up in the overseas players who they can only have four of in any one game. I'm not sure what their best side looks like. Yeah, well, let's run through them. So there's Moeen, there's Faf, there's Sam Curran, there's Dwayne Bravo, who only who was injured last year, only played about six games. There's Ngidi, there's Hazelwood, Santner, Tahir. Tahir, I mean, Tahir feels like the one that's probably not going to play, even though in in few years ago he was, you know, one of their, their mm. bright lights. But with the balance of their side, it feels like he's out of the reckoning. But everyone else in that list to me is, is in the mix. I, I think Santner probably be the one that... Also doesn't play very much, but he's been great for New Zealand. He's, he's got a great white ball record in, in general. Uh, the other one there you did mention was, was Dwayne Bravo. Mm. In that recent series against Sri Lanka, he bowled really well. He actually turned that second 2020 around. Did he make and, runs in that series as well? Was uh, that just me? He, he, not, re- not really. He did, okay. he did, his bowling was his, was where he, his X factor was, but he, he's definitely worth playing even at the age of 37. Yeah, for, for me, Curran, because he offers that option at the top of the order and that's where he finished the season, showed his undoubted class in this uh, most recent one day, scoring 95 at uh, number eight and gives you a real wicket-taking option. So does swing the new ball a little bit, but actually finds a way, even at his pace, to burgle you big, uh, big wickets. The other signing I really like or the other guy that I really like is Ngidi. Um, he is rapid and I think, you know, we'll go on to talk about it, I'm sure, but... Um, pace bowling options have, have actually been where the checkbook's been flashed the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but a base price of just 50 lakh for Ngidi um, back when he was picked up in, I think, 2018. You know, that's a sensational bit of business from then. Ravindra Dadeja is also a big part of their, their squad. Do, what's his fitness like? Do we know anything yeah, about Yeah, he's that? back fit. Yep. Yeah, he's back fit. He's just joined their, their bubble now, their training bubble. And, I th- and I, you know, he, he undoubtedly needs to play a big part because last year... His bowling in particular just got hammered every time he come on to bowl, and and he didn't even really get used. He'd come on, he'd bowl one over, get hit for fifteen, and then just hardly get used again. But the 
Bully, you want to jump in? I was going to jump in. Do you think that's a function of the conditions that they played in in Dubai and, and Abu Dhabi and Sharjah? Because some of those grounds weren't really conducive to to finger spin. Yeah, possibly. I mean, when you look at the top five wicket takers and, and the leading wicket takers from last year's IPL, it's it's Bolt, it's Rabada, it's Archer, it's um, Boomer, it's Seaman Swing. It, it was all the seamers that that played the big role. I think Chahal was up there as as maybe one of the only spinners who took a lot of wickets, but. Yeah, I mean, I think back to your point about Curran Binksy, to me, that he has to open or he has to bat um, at least. Well, I mean, opening's the, the most logical spot for him because then you bat him and Guy Quad, you have Faf, Rayner, and then you can kind of go into You probably have to have Dhoni there if, if you want to make use of him as a batsman. And then you've got Jadeja, Ali, Gautham, and you actually have a really deep batting lineup, mm. which, you know, but... We talked about in the IPL last year, once you get about past six, do they actually have an impact for you? I actually wonder if this year we're going to see Mahendra Singh Dhoni bat at eight and he's actually a leader. He is their, he is their talisman and the other guys will, will bat above him. He may bat in a chase where they need to get like 80 off 50 and he comes in in that kind of situation and goes, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to pace this chase home. But I actually think if they bat first... I think you might see the more explosive guys like Jadeja, like Moali, like Galtham bat above him. You might take the new ball. He bowls some little seamers. Maybe he will. Well, talking about seamers, I I think a big a a big in for them is is Takua because Takua to me feels like he's someone who's gone from strength to strength in the last six months, nine months. He's been someone that was kind of on the fringes. It seemed like uh, of that Indian side. He's now had his a lot more opportunities to play and he's starting to have a, a real impact and you know they're they're bowling they they're going to need someone like Ngidi and Hazel or Hazelwood to be one of those leaders mm. they've got Takur they've got Deepak Chahar they're going to need to chip off the top because their their spin is really where their bowling strength is if you look at Jadeja and Moeen Ali and mm. and Gautam and stuff like that and you mentioned Dhoni before is there a chance that he doesn't play coach's decision? Well, that would be a big call. I think it's just so interesting for someone like him because he's been such a legend and you, you want to see him go out on top or at least at at a, a, a peak of their game and, and performing and still doing something well and contributing to a victory. It would, I think it would be quite sad if, if that happened and his career kind of peters out, so... Yeah, and look, my understanding is he was one of the first to turn up for training and he's been working, you know, really, really hard. And, and I think, um, look, for me, he's, he, earn, he earns the right to start with the jersey, doesn't he? I, I think. Um, and look, only he will, you know, he will know, like all legends of the game, they know when to call it a day as well. And I think, you know, he will probably make that call at the right, um, at the right stage. Uh, after all that chat, so, I mean, I would say that my prediction for them is still that I think they'll probably just miss out on the playoffs. I think they'll be a much more competitive side. I think that those all-rounders and things that they've brought in, that they've made some good recruits. Like I said, I think Gaikwad is primed for a big season. But yeah, I, I still feel like probably they're, they're just missing some specialists. You know, we've, we've touched on all the all-rounders they have and all the different people. But unless Suresh Rayner can get, and Faf Duplessis can get a bulk of runs in that middle order, they're going to need someone to just get runs and, and they don't have that absolute specialist like a lot of these other teams do. So we'll do this for each of the sides. One word answer. What's your prediction in terms of where they finish on the table, Lippe? Sixth. Raj? Sixth. Baldy? 
Yeah, sixth. Interestingly, though, do you want to talk the odds that's, quickly? That, that's, more, that, that's more than one word. Sixth. <laughs> sixth. I've gone fifth. Let's talk about the odds. Okay, let's talk about the odds. <laughs> so, at, as it stands right now, the Chennai Super Kings are paying $7.50 to win the tournament outright. Yep. They sit fourth right. in that list of odds. Yep. Equal fourth. Yep. Well, well, there you go. Some of us are going to be two wrong and one of us might be one wrong. Let's move on <laughs> to the Delhi Capitals. Um, so they've retained their name. Is that is that right? They've retained their name and their coach and a bunch of players. They've got a bunch of new players too. Quite, quite a few good players. A couple of good players. So, let, so let's talk about the ins and outs for the Delhi Caps. So interestingly, a couple of um, high-profile names have been released from the Delhi Capitals. Uh, Jason Roy, Alex Carey, Daniel Sams, chief amongst them. Also Sandeep Lamachain, Tushar Dishpande and Harshal Patek. Uh, also have been either released or traded. So Sams and Harshal Patek have been traded to RCB and all the rest of those guys have been released. But they've picked up Umesh Yadav from RCB. They've picked up Sam Billings. They've picked up Tom Curran, who now has Sam Curran's hairstyle. Uh, it's it's the- actually ridiculous. I think we should... I mean, Raj mentioned in the last podcast, <laughs> but it's actually ridiculous that they, they've just swapped haircuts. It's, I, I definitely think that there is a potential diamond heist lookalike situation going on. There's that kind of Ocean's Eleven looky-loo it, type it's unnerving, situation. It's unnerving. Let's uh, move on. We'll sorry. move on. And they've picked up Steve Smith as well. Um, so the Delhi Capitals have, have got a quite new-looking side. Um, interesting. What, what do you think Smith, sorry to divert you, but what do you think Smith's role is going to be in this side? It's going to be interesting because Shreyas Iyer is out of the tournament by the look of it. So wow. from what I read uh, online this week, and I don't have the confirmation of that from multiple Breaking independent news. sources, but it looks like according to at least Wikipedia, if not one other internet source in my half-assed internet research, <laughs> that Shreyas Iyer is going to be out of the tournament, which means that they need someone to bat alongside Rishabh Pant uh, in that top order. And they need a skipper. And they need a captain. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in terms of their of their makeup. So my best 11 has Prithvi Shaw and Shikadawan opening the batting again. Uh, and we'll talk about Shikadawan in a little bit. They've got a spot there at 3-4 for someone like Stephen Smith or Sam Billings. Uh, Rishabh Punt will, will probably bat at 4 in that lineup now, I would think, unless he goes up to number 3. And then you've got Marcus Stoinis and Ajinka Rahane kind of in that middle order somewhere floating about. Maybe Rahane goes up to three and, you know, they fiddle around with that middle order and Steve Smith or Sam Billings finishes. And then you've got some all-rounders. So you've got a choice between Tom Curran and Chris Wokes at number seven for that all-rounder spot. You've got both Axar Patel and Ravi Ashwin to bowl spin for you. Uh, and then they've got Ishant Sharma, assuming he's fit, and Kagisa Rabada, who did a fantastic job for them and led their attack last year. So, but they've also got Norkia, haven't they? Yeah. Got, he was they, excellent last year. You're yeah. not picking him? Yeah, so that's going to be the tough decision that they've got to find in the balance of their side without Shreyas Iyer. They've got to use one more overseas player in their batting lineup, and then how are they going to fill those bottom five players if they can only pick two all round, uh, two bowlers? How come you haven't picked Marcus Stoinis to open the batting? We know that's his best position in the short game. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is. And I think if you have a look at the Australian side and the Big Bash, that's where he's done his best work. He did really well in the, in the IPL when he opened the batting, in my view. Um, but I don't think he's going to unseat either Prithvi Shaw, uh, who's a young player who I think will will, will probably stick with his spot, or Shikadawan. Because if you drop Shaw, then you've got to find another Indian batsman to come in after him. You won't drop Shaw. He's been scoring a ton of runs. Exactly. Amazing, he, scored, eh? he scored 800 runs in seven games, uh, something like that. How much the- do you think the money comes into it? Because he's a, you know, they only signed him last year, Stoinis, for 4.8 crore. So, you know, he's on some decent 
coin. Do you think that comes into the decision-making process? And I know it's not going to really matter to the owners who they're paying match fees to, mm. but do you think they think about that? You don't spend that amount of coin on you know someone to sit them on the bench after a year, do you? No, maybe not. But I, I, like Soinus will play. It's just what role yeah. he fills in that side. So whether or not he bets at you know, one, two. He batted at three for Australia, and, and maybe that's the spot that he, he bats in this side, and then you bat Rahane and Punt, and maybe Sam Billings uh, becomes a finisher for them, uh, along with Tom Curran. So they've got some questions around that three, four, five, six spot. Um, but, you know, Ricky Ponting will have that sorted out because I think they've got one of the best coaches in the business in Ricky Ponting for that team. And well, and, the, and they were one of the best performers last year. I mean, absolutely. let's not forget they were in the final against Mumbai last year. And but they started the strop season really well. And faded away a bit at the end. Yeah, injuries injuries, and, and form of Shikadawan really was a little bit up and down. When he was scoring hundreds, you know, debut hundred, back-to-back hundreds for Shikadawan in that tournament, had them flying high and they were really on top of the world. But Prithvi Shaw had a pretty poor tournament in, in by his now lofty standards. Oh, I think it was a poor tournament by anyone's standards. It was um, dreadful, wasn't it? And it saw him get dropped from, from the India side. And, and he's back. So, I mean, the thing for me about this team and why they can win the tournament is that they know that they can make the playoffs now and perform at that level. And Ricky Ponting will be drilling that into them and go, go you guys have got... Sorry. You guys. You guys. <laughs> Brilliant. I love wow. it. Wow. <laughs> mum, mum, you guys have... No, that's not how Ricky Ponting speaks. Um, <laughs> You're going to ask me to cut that out. Yeah. We are 100% not cutting that. Let's okay. just make sure this continuity-wise stays in. All of us talk now so that we can <laughs> yeah. leave that bit in. Look, they will have the self-belief to know that they can go all the way in the tournament. And with, with Punt, with Darwan and with Prithvi Shaw, they've got three top-order locally grown batsmen who can do the job and they're going to have to because without Shreyas Iyer in there, they're going to have to score the bulk of the runs for them. Um, but, you know, Rishabh Punt and Prithvi Shaw, they're the two X-factors for mine on that side. Punt's been uh, the the level that Punt's kind of elevated himself to in the last six months is unbelievable. It feels like he's just made such a progression in his game. You kind of expect him to explode every time he comes to the crease. And now. Th- and that's why this side is so dangerous for mine. Like we had a look at this side last year, and it was roughly the same side. And we're like, well, could they finish fifth or are they going to finish first? Like that's their range to me. Their their bottom is about fifth if they don't perform to their expectation. But if Punt and Prithvi Shaw have good tournaments, they could be right up at the very tippity top again, I yeah. think. Um, I was listening to um, a podcast with James Anderson and talked about that reverse sweep that um, Pant played against the new ball in a test match and then repeated the same dose to Jofra Archer. And uh, Anderson's response was, you know, at the time I was a little bit grumpy, but when I watched <laughs> it back, you've just got to admire the skill level. And then to see him do the same thing to Jofra Archer, the guy's a, you know, the guy's a genius. He's, you know, he's Picasso, isn't he? Um, yep. From a... A batting perspective. If if Rishabh Pant, if he goes and says, I want to open the batting, do you think that he has that kind of sway? He has that cachet? I don't think so. I think if he said, I want to bat at three, they would go, yep, absolutely. But I don't think you can drop Shikha. I don't think you'll drop Shaw. Not to start with. Cause Not to start with. Yeah. I think because Shaw's got 800 runs and seven bats in, in their, you know, their domestic tournament. So I think he's got first dibs. But... I, I can't see a better number four than Rashad Punt at the moment. So I think I'd stick with him there. He seems to like batting there. And we've not even mentioned Shimron Hetmeyer as well. No, um, yeah. I mean, there's got there's a lot of overseas players. Billings, Curran, Wokes, Hetmeyer. Billings won't play. Nor Kia. Uh, how do you get rid of Jason Roy and bring in Billings? Sorry. I'd, well, I can only assume that they want lower order batting. They want 5-6 batting rather than 1-2 batting. I can only assume that that's what they're going for. Well, and Billings and Hitmeyer are their insurance for a punt injury, aren't they? Yeah, and they that, are. That's kind of what 
set them off last year, wasn't it, when Punt got injured and they had to kind of completely change the balance of their yeah. side. And and that gave them a bit of a shake-up. I mean, Nokia last year was fantastic. Awesome. He was really, really good. So the guys that aren't going to play are, are, are quality cricketers, and, that, and that's what makes them scary. Before we go to the TAB, then let's have one word. Where are Delhi going to finish for you, Lippy? We'll start. Oh, I think they're, they're second again. I mean, I, I think they're awesome, awesome side. And, and um, yeah, I mean... I don't want to spoil who I think will be first, but yeah, if if one side for me wasn't above the rest, this would be the one. I think they're third. I agree with you, Raj. I think they're third. I think they're third by a hair. Yeah, I've got them second. What does the TAB think? The TAB has the Delhi Capital second, paying four fifty. Righty ho. So in alphabetical order, we move on. We're going to talk uh, the K. KR, so that's the Kolkata Knight Riders. So um, that's a, a team that I've been asked to do the prep for. So whilst I grab my sheets of paper here um, <laughs> with a few notes, look, the, the thing for me, um, I genuinely think these guys are my, they're my sort of dark horse for the tournament. Um, well captained by Owen Morgan. Dinesh Kartik started as skipper uh, last year. Morgan, um, obviously the man in possession of the C for England. But coached by Brendan McCullum, I think they've recruited pretty well in terms of some guys with some IPL experience. So Ben Cutting, um, who had been a big part of that Mumbai Indian side, um, is in and around the squad. They've also, I think, got a couple of real guns when we talked about that pace piece uh, with Lockie Ferguson um, and Pat Cummins. The return of Shakib Al-Hassan as well, so it gives them a really good spinning option. And then that's not to mention um, Sunil Narayan, um, and also the crowd's favourite, big, big Dre Russ. Well, and well. they've got Baji as well. Baji's yeah. come across from CSK. So Baji coming in at forty years old. So I think yeah, that's you know that's a bit you know really really big call. But I think he can still um, perform. And yeah, also uh, from an Indian perspective, um, Karen Naya, uh, I think a, a big signing for them um, to fill one of those um, Indian spots as well. So finished fifth in twenty twenty. Um, but yeah, I, I actually rate them as a chance, particularly if they can get um, if they can get Lockie and Pat Cummins fit um, and f- and available for selection um, and big Dre Russ. I mean, you can't you can't beat Dre Russ, can you? Can you please uh, rank your spin bowlers in order? You know, the top four. Thank you. <laughs> my spin bowlers in, in order of the top four. I'm going to struggle because my Apple Macs just crashed. So I've only got three of them written down. Do you know, so yeah, for, for me, um, look, I actually think Shakib is my is my number one uh, spin bowler. I, you know, I think he's absolutely sensational in this format um, of the game. Um, I, I then think it's really really hard. Um, my heart goes with Narayan just because he's you know he's really performed on that um, on that stage. And then I'm going Yadav, and then I'm going Harbhajan Singh who's there as a sort of a mentor sort of role mm. for me. That would be, you know, that would be my four. I'm going to throw it back to you, though, Raj, because you've obviously got a, an opinion on it, given just, you're throwing that question across. Yeah, I'm just going to follow up to that. Thank you, Binksy. Um, <laughs> so I guess if you're, if you're playing Shakib, you're playing Pat Cummins, you're playing Lockie Ferguson, that's three of your all three of your overseas players there. So now Narayan, I see, has been dropped to the spin bowling ranks rather than the all-rounder he was labelled last year. Then you have Owen Morgan and Dre Russ left over. These are all people that you want in your team. Yeah, look, I, I don't think you're going to get a full tournament out of Dre Russ. I don't think you're going to get a full tournament out of Lockie 
um, and Pat Cummins. So I think that, you know, we've talked a little bit about what to expect in terms of the wickets and the fact that pace will play a role. So it's going to be really, really difficult for them, for them to balance um, that side. But the thing I like is they've just got lots and lots of options. Can I throw another name in there that we haven't mentioned yet? And he did a really good job in the last T20 tournament. That was Varun Chakravarthi, the leg spinner. Yeah, um, breakout tour for him. Really, really good time. I mean, he was on the verge of Indian selection, Yeah, really, uh, at the end of that tournament. Not a name that we talked about last time, but I think he was really good. I think I think if you need a if you need a spin bowler that's a non overseas player, I think he's the guy that you're going to have in that side. Oh, I think he'll be in the eleven yeah. to me. Uh, he'll definitely be there because yeah, they've got such a they've got such depth in their overseas players that they're they're going to have to find a, a solid core of their Indian based players mm. that are, that are going to contribute. And they've got cool deep as well. Yeah, look, what what do we make of how he's bowled recently? Because I, I you know, you've you've had you've had quite a soft spot for him, Baldy. But I, have, I feel but like in this, um, I have, but but his performances in this last series against England yeah. haven't justified my. Um, no. I, I I may be alone on Cool Deep Island, I think, but I really I look I really like him as a as a wrist spinner. I think he I think he has tremendous value. I'm not sure what balance of games they're going to play on spin-friendly wickets um, for KKR. So that's going to be, I think, a deciding factor. I think he just bowls in the slot too much, doesn't he? He does, he does tend to be slappable, I think, is the, uh, is the social cricket word for it. And New Zealand connection, so Tim Seifert on the plane, that can't really see him getting too much game time. No, you wouldn't think so. I mean, great experience for him to be there and, and great for, you know, for New Zealand cricket, for him to be there, for him personally to be there. I mean, Brendan McCullum... He's talked about how Brendan McCullum someone that he idolises. I know Brendan has a lot of time for for Tim Seifert, and you know what? It's great for him to be learning off someone. If if Tim Seifert can turn into half the cricketer Brendan McCullum actually was, then then we've got a, a great a great player there for New Zealand going forward in, in the white ball stuff. But yeah, it's, it feels hard. I mean, you would just mention the Morgan Shakib, Cummins, Noreen Ferguson, Andre Russell. I, I think those six are, are your guys that are going to be fighting out for those four spots. So tougher than the overseas selection conundrum is the prediction. So before we go to our well-known betting site, others are available, of course. We won't uh, uh, name them, especially when it's a Dream 11 um, IPL. Is it Dream 11 anymore? No. No, it's the Vivo IPL 2021. Okay, fair enough. We can call it the TAB then. But um, from uh, uh, a... We don't get just blanked out. Yeah, uh, no. on, on the TV, like uh, when they go to the NRL stuff. So, from a prediction perspective, uh, Lippy, where are you placing the KKR? I, I actually have them in fourth. I, I think that they uh, have a lot of, like you said, I think they have a lot of explosive game winners. We saw someone like Shubman Gill just take off last year and you know become the cricketer that he's become and, and a you know a real force for for India. So, I, I think they can finish in the playoffs this year. Five. I have them at seven. Oof. Big spread. I've got them at three, but that is because they're my dark horse. So, I've, you know, I've got to have them up there. Um, but yeah, um, three for me. What about the bookies? Uh, the bitmakers have the Kolkata Night Rise paying $8 in sixth position. Sixth position. Guys, so I think we've got to commit to our listeners. We're going to put our money where our collective mouth is. So we will um, stick up on social our starting um, teams for the teams that we've selected as well and see how close we get come opening night. In the last of our predictions for the first part of this IPL preview show, though, um, we're going to go to the newly named Punjab Kings, um, formerly the Kings 11 Punjab. So... 
First of all, I want to know what's behind the, the name change. Uh, it's, a, it's a new start. It's a startup. It's a startup. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I think that may have been my uh, <laughs> my machine. It's uh, yeah going off and on again. Um, but yeah, what's behind the what's behind the name change? They decided to change it. <laughs> yeah, we don't actually know. Maybe they're, maybe they're hide, maybe they're trying to get rid of all that bad luck they had in the last tournament. Or, or maybe they've put in a rule that it's like on alphabetical something. No, that wouldn't work, would it? No, <laughs> unless it was reverse al- alphabetical. Anyway, thanks for that intro. That's um, uh, smooth. Yeah, so smooth they, as silk. The Punjab Kings, I guess, they're one of those teams that uh, maybe hasn't performed over the last few years, or is one of the weaker sides. Uh, that's that's how they performed last year. We predicted it last year, and that that's sort of how they performed uh, from an ins and outs perspective. Ins and outs perspective, uh, they were one of those sides that went out really hard after those genuine quick bowlers. So they've picked up Jai Richardson and, and Riley Meredith and got a real bargain for, for David Milan mm. uh, at his base price. I think that's a great pickup. Do you think he plays? I'll get to it in a second. I, I've got him in my 11. Um, yeah, I, I do. I do think he plays, to be honest. So I guess I feel like there is an issue with balance overall in this side. So there's, there's plenty of options to fix that, but I, I'm not sure what's the right one that they should go for. The issue here is that the overseas players are going to dictate to some extent what, what that balance looks like. So the four, the four overseas players that I've selected, just to make this easy for everybody, is uh, Chris Gale. Milan. Of course, of course, Gale's got to be there. Of course, he's there. Oh, he, he deserves. It. He played well last played year. Played great last he, year. He was part of the reason why around. they turned around. One and five, and they finished six and eight, and they were within a B's appendage of making the playoffs. I mean, that was in their own hands to make the playoffs, and they lost one game by one run, one game by two runs. So Chris Gale was a big part of the reason why they came back. Hundred percent. So Chris Gale, Milan, and I've got Jai Richardson and Riley Meredith as the four that I am playing in this eleven. Wow. So I'll just go through them at the top uh, openers. We've got Agarwal, Mayank Agarwal, and KL Rahul. I think that's a fair lock. Yep, from, they, lo- from my they were locked in. They scored all their runs last year. They were they were great when they KL Rahul. Rahul <laughs> scored, uh, you know, easily the the most runs last year, but still got a lot of criticism, didn't he, from the strike way he batted, rate. which kind of yeah. I mean, I think I looked it up. His strike rate was one hundred and twenty nine, which didn't seem that bad, but. Yeah, I guess if you're batting the whole innings, maybe it's it's not that great. But if you're scoring 130, I don't see what the problem is. But yeah, I agree with you. He's got that same kind of criticism mm. throughout this white ball series as well. Yeah, uh, against England. Uh, at three and four, I've got the universe boss Chris Gale at three and, and Milan at four. Uh, for me, I think that that's the best sort of engine room for the runs there that I can see. So, so who's opening for you? We've got Mayank Agarwal and Kale Rahul. Yeah, in the batting, we've got Gale and Milan. Yeah. And then at five, we ha- I've gone with Mandeep Singh. So he is a, a senior professional that's around the, the, the list A first-class track there. And I've gone with a, a pickup at batting at number six called Shahrukh Khan. Mm. Uh, he's a bit of a dasher. He he's scores runs very quickly, so he's going to play that closing role for me. Then I'm not particularly a fan of this, but we've got Jai Richard, Richardson batting at seven, which too is high, a, too a high. bit high for me. But I've got him there... Ravi Bishnoi with his leg breaks. Yeah, it was good last year, I thought. Yep, and then the, the three pace bowlers, Mohamed Shami, Ashdeep Singh, who was my player to watch last year. I think he bowled really well. He did. Uh, and then Riley Meredith uh, uh, rounding off the 11. So I've got a couple of questions for you. No room for Chris Jordan, who is a you know a triple threat player in uh, 
in this format of the game. I'd also just say I'm not sure about um, your man Milan batting as low as four. Um, I think, you know, particularly if you get off to a good start with Rahul um, at the top of the order, I, I just wonder whether someone like that coming in um, at three or four um, can't pick up that scoring rack, potentially if there's um, spin involved as well. Um, so, yeah, I wonder whether Milan gets in unless he plays the anchor role and then you've got to drop one of your openers who are um, pretty well set. So I guess I'll just answer your first question there on Chris Jordan. He is, he is someone I've left out. Uh, very experienced bowler. I, I just I feel with the two Aussie speedsters there, they're going that that's who they want to play. They want to play the quick, fast bowlers at this stage. But I, I would be very surprised if we didn't see Jordan at play a point. big part, especially with with his desk bowling and his experience. I, I don't see him not playing at some stage. Glenn Maxwell is a big out for Kings this year. I mean, a lot of Indian fans don't have a lot of time for Glenn Maxwell, but he's a match winner. A lot of Australian um, fans don't. That's true. I, I'm a big <laughs> Maxwell fan, but I know a lot of people aren't. Um, what impact do you think that will have on the balance of the team and how they go forward? Look, I think it, I think it have a massive effect. But the, the the issue that I had with Glenn Maxwell is that he was in that team and he was trying to do everything. Yep. He was the star fielder. He was bowling off spin. He, he bowled was, the opening. He put, bowled first over a lot. Of he, time. He, he was he was. I'm going to use the word star batsman, but he was a batsman that could win them the game. Mm. He was the one who would go out there and you'd feel like the world was on his shoulders. I think that him going to another team could be a win-win situation for both the team and the players. We're going to see some of the players in the Kings, uh, the Punjab Kings <laughs> step up and take We're some responsibility. We're going to make them mistake the whole tournament, aren't we? we are. Do you think this is possibly a, a cricketing version of the Ewing effect where they'll play better without Glenn Maxwell? I think so, but remember they did actually play really well towards the end of the season. Yep. I think if you take into effect someone like Chris Gale or having that sort of personality around, it yep. just lifted everybody up. I think they won't make that mistake again, yep. and I think they will They will play him. And they've got Nicholas Puran in the shed, just in case, sorry. Yep. Just to answer Binksy's question first about Milan, I think that what you'll see is you're going to have players there like Chris Gale, like... Um, Agarwal, who are going to hit out or get out. They're going to they're going to go after it early. They're either going to score runs or they're going to get out. That brings your David Milan, David, spell, David. David Milan into um, contention as that anchor role. I, I don't see any reason why he can't accelerate the scoring. He is someone who can, who's got the all round game. I think he'll bat at three. I think I think that either Gale or Agarwal will bat at four and be a closer. I wouldn't mind just, I wouldn't mind seeing six overs of Chris Gale at the end. And here's the other thing around balance, as you mentioned it before, Nicholas Puran, he's missing out of my best eleven. But yeah, he's and, held and Moises Enriques. He he's he's held in very high regard. I would be surprised <laughs> if he doesn't play. Mm. So, so Moses Enriques as well. It depends what they're so, gonna go with with so you, their you got Jordan and Enriques in, so you're picking six overseas players. <laughs> no, I don't have them in my team. Okay. But I, I'll be but surprised they if they didn't play at some stage. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to, on that point, I think we're going to see a lot more, particularly the start of the tournament, these, these players turning up quite late onto yeah. the scene, you know. So we're going to see the, probably the first two weeks, a lot of teams just ironing their 11s out. The other thing that we're going to see is two or three different bubbles at six different grounds. So I think actually when, when teams go from ground to ground, we might see very different looks for different surfaces. Whereas in the last sort of version of the IPL we had, we had three different grounds, and so we saw three different kind of looks. And these teams seem to have gone, well, we need to cover a couple of extra bases here because mm. we're going to play a few games 
on turning surfaces, maybe in maybe in Chennai. We're going to play a couple of games on on sort of hard bouncy surfaces, and we might play a couple of games on small ground. So we've got to have enough kind of coverage. Yeah, we had Sharjah last year. <laughs> Jesus, right, that wine's getting to Baldy. Do you reckon they've had the, the opportunity to put that kind of planning into place though? Because like, last yep. time they'd pick the squads and then it changed to the United Arab Emirates, and yep. you pick your squad, you'd pick yeah. your side to play. Yeah, in and India. I think I think that hurt CSK. Yeah, more okay. than anybody else. I think CSK based their side on playing at home and playing in spinning conditions, and if they can't do that, they struggle. Whereas I think this year they'll be a lot better. So we we've diverted a bit, but anything mm-hmm. else to add on on uh, these guys, Raj? Before we move on to predictions. Oh, so I think I, I there was a question in the thing: why can't they win the tournament? I've actually answered that one. Why I don't think they can win the tournament? I think that's because they just they don't have the consistency around their players, and it's gonna it's gonna really hurt them. They're not going to be able to win. I don't see them winning the important moments of enough games you know when you've got someone like Jasper Bumrah who you need to put away for 20 runs to win the game or you've got someone like Ben Stokes who's coming flying out of the gates to stop him I just don't see who can do that mm. consistently against those big players so predictions where where are we with the Punjab Kings look I think that uh, Raj has kind of summed it up for me and and I didn't think much of their side last year to be fair and you know they started uh, they finished really strong last year, and I think seventh is probably about what I can expect for them, just given the the strength of the other squads. Agawal and Rahul just played so well last year, and the and they still didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So they're going to have to match that again and go even better to to get higher than that. Eight for me. Yeah, unfortunately, I have them at eight as well. Um, I think the teams around them have got better. And I don't think that they have got measurably better. Yeah, and I've got them at eight as well. So yeah, I, I don't rate them much. Yeah, much I'm, hope. I'm looking forward to Stewie's got an eight. What does the TAB think, Baldy? The TAB has them at eleven dollars, and they and they have them finishing eighth as well. So uh, on one thing, I think we're mostly in 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 accord is that the Kings, uh, the Punjab Kings, may struggle this year. So guys, that wraps up uh, part one IPL preview for IPL 14 coming to you um, from India in 2021 look out in the feed as we wrap up the other runners and riders in the tournament um, alphabetically as we mentioned um, we'll have a bit of banter going on the social um, this year we'll put our squads and sides up there um, for your viewing pleasure and mirth at the end of the tournament when we've got it horribly horribly wrong But that wraps up this episode. We'll see you for part two very, very soon in the feed. Good night and God bless from us all here.